Welcome to 307 Baseball, the show all about America's game in the Cowboys state. Now, here are your hosts, Elon Olaf, Cullen Holt, and Matthew Peterson. 307 Baseball, we are, what, ankle deep into the season now, and uh, already some good games played, some good games on the schedule. Weather kind of threw things off last week, but there's all kinds of excitement building now. I'm Cullen Holt, Elon Olive, and Matthew Peterson. Elon, I'm going to start with you. 307 baseball in this area code. What do you think the big storyline is this week? Uh, the big storyline, and I think we're going to talk about it, is is every double A team is going to be in action this week with the exception of Evanston. So we'll talk about that more later, but double A is in full swing. We're waiting for those single A uh, schools to get started as well. But uh, I think this is really opening week right now. Yeah, it's kind of like the beginning of college football, right, where it's kind of not uniform, not every same weekend, but like Elon got at right there, double A fully in the swing of things this weekend, which I can't wait for. It's going to be a great week. Again, like we said, weather kind of threw things off last weekend. The snowball series uh, got essentially canceled, but we still had some good games, got some good games in. Well, Colin, you're burying the lead. It got snowballed. I got snowballed. I mean, come on. <laughs> See, this is why we keep Matthew around, right? <laughs> yeah, just for, yeah, that's the reason yeah. why. <laughs> All right. Dad jokes in full swing already. But uh, talking about just the games that happened last week, Gillette taking on Rapid City Central. That was a doubleheader. Gillette with a couple of really big wins uh, by some pretty big margins. Powell gets a nice victory over the 406 Flyers from Billings. That's at the single A level. Uh, Gillette also had that doubleheader with the Billings Royals and uh, Billings with a couple of victories. That second one was a real close game against Gillette, so keep an eye on that. And then uh, Cheyenne and Laramie, they did get to play, even though the snowball series was canceled, um, and a couple of really good games there. As Cheyenne takes both of the both the matchups in that doubleheader, 5-4 and 7-5, and uh, those sound like a couple of real good matchups. Absolutely, and we do need to mention uh, that Laramie opened the season against the Cheyenne Hawks, which is a single-A team, but honestly, they could compete as a double-A team, uh, the, uh, plenty of talent there. And that was a nine-inning game. Listen to this final score, 17-11, to 11, the Rangers over the Hawks. Yeah, and Cheyenne, if you remember, they were the lone team playing on the opening weekend of Wyoming Legion Baseball two weekends ago. They managed to get some games in despite the weather this last weekend. So they're kind of battle-tested. They've been out there. They've played some games. And uh, Ty Lane is no stranger to success here in Wyoming Legion Baseball. Elon, you got the chance to chat with him a little bit earlier this week. We're going to hear some of that interview. Um, but post six the premier team in, in wyoming legion ball it's it's so impressive what they've done not, not only just to be one of the top teams in wyoming legion they've gone this is a team that's gone to national competitions and done well and really has set the pace for the cowboy state on the diamond yeah ty lane talked about the first couple weekends of action for post six and how he feels about his team right now so uh let's hear what he had to say we've had to play really good baseball early in the year with you know the teams we played out of Colorado and with Laramie, Laramie played extremely well. They were pretty darn clean and and made us earn everything. And so everyone we played up to this point has has made us pay for our mistakes and played good baseball. And that's kind of that's been really good for our team. You know, for the learning curve and and dialing us in and, and trying to get us playing clean baseball. Yeah, big thank you to Coach Lane for joining us. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit more from him in a moment, but. 
post six, you kind of feel good about what they've got going already in the early parts of the season. Yeah, hearing that interview, I've got two things that pop into my mind. Number one, do you guys think the players on post six, when they watch other sports, do they root for the underdog or the big-time favorite? Because, I mean, they're always the favorite. And I wonder if that kind of carries over when you've won that many championships do you not root for chaos or do you think these guys are like yep we're rooting for alabama and tom brady every single year because they can relate exactly right i mean i i don't envision they pick many 15 seeds to do much madness in march and then the other thought that popped in my head is everyone knows about brandon nimmo right plays for the mets and it's just funny because elon uh we've joked about how they are the new york yankees of wyoming <laughs> and he's on the mets and he's on the mets <laughs> He's just down the street. Like, to go from Cheyenne, Wyoming, get all the way there and just miss the Bronx and go, we're going to go play in Queens. I mean, it, it, there's a little bit of irony, is there not? No, it definitely To, to playing is. in New York but not being a Yankee. But I think he's still got probably, you know, some money in the bank playing in Major League Baseball. You know, probably some. You know, one thing is that I, and every sports fan in the Cowboys State knows this. Success breeds success. Ty Lane is the son, I believe, of Tag Lane, who is the coach of Cheyenne Central Boys Basketball. They just won a state title. They were the uh, a very, very, very big favorite to win the state title last year. Um, and it's one of those deals where, you know what, when you kind of grow up in a winning culture, it, it, it just kind of carries over. You learn work ethic. You learn how to be successful and how to make things happen. Yeah, and I heard a great quote. Um, I can't remember who said it, but it was an NFL player um, right after week 17 this past season when the Eagles kind of tossed the game at the end to get a better draft pick. And someone was saying, at some point, you've just got to start winning. And, of course, this doesn't really apply to Cheyenne and as we've gone on a sports rabbit hole now. But there is something to just getting in the habit of success and letting that just become a culture of when you come here, it's like the Patriot way. It's like the post six way. And there's got to be something to that more than just the population of Cheyenne helping and aiding, fueling this huge tear that they're on over decades. Well, I've got a well-oiled machine and it continues to chug along. Uh, this season might be no different. And Ty Lane uh, talked about the upcoming season and what the, the post six team is trying to do. For us this year, we're, we're a lot more experienced. And so, you know, our guys have been through a lot of different tough situations before. And I mean, last year for us, pretty much everything we were doing was new uh, for the guys that we had. Um, I think we have a chance to be a lot better offensively this summer. And, you know, I think we're going to bring back a couple college pitchers as well, which is going to really add some depth to our pitching staff and, um, yeah, I think we have a, a chance to be really good. Um, but you know, we've got a long ways to go. We've been pretty sloppy up to this point defensively. So we got to get that cleaned up for sure. Um, anything that we've done in the past is not going to help us when it comes to this year. This team is a unique team. It's, it's its own team and they're going to have to figure out ways to be successful and to win. But, you know, I think the city of Cheyenne as a whole, it goes back to Tag Lane, really kind of changing our town and, and the dynamic of the way baseball operates in our town. And, um, you know, we've got guys uh, coaching that have played through the varsity program all the way down into, you know, our eight, nine, 10 year olds. And so that's been really, really helpful. And, um, you know, we had 
very elite, great coaches that I respect a lot coaching our seventh grade teams um, all the way through our, our seniors in high school. So people in this town now, we're getting kind of into the second generation where, you know, players who have played and been successful are raising their, their kids um, and, and kind of teaching them and showing them the ways that, that we expect the game to be played. And um, that, that's helped us a lot as we've kind of been developing players here. And, you know, we're in, we're in a good situation being right on I-25 and I-80, right at the intersection there where we have the ability to go play some really, really good, tough opponents and um, play a high-quality schedule. And so it's just a lot of different things. Um, but a lot of it, to me, goes back to Coach Tag Wayne and um, him kind of setting the standard for, for what this – uh, program is capable of doing and and us trying to kind of build on that a little bit and again i mean we could we could talk about cheyenne post six for a really long time but and i think ty lane knows this there are a lot of good teams in double a baseball and uh, not not everything is a sure thing uh, and so uh, it's gonna be very exciting to see who's gonna challenge cheyenne and uh when we asked the coaches and media members from around the state about double a baseball Cheyenne was the clear favorite, but, uh, I mean, everybody kind of noted that there are some good teams here, too, that might give them a run for their money. Uh, so we'll just recap real quick the rankings uh, from, from last week when we had our first coaches of media poll. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have a new one coming out. Uh, I think we're going to send an email out on Monday. But in the AA, Cheyenne, post six, the unanimous number one. Number two, we've got Gillette. Number three, Sheridan. Number four, Casper. Number five, the Evanston Outlaws. Yeah, and I love that everybody kind of weighed in, and we talked to some broadcasters mm -hmm. last week. By the way, if you missed episode one, go back and find it, mylocalradio.com, any place that you listen to podcasts as well, and just go, go to 307 Baseball. Check that out because uh, we talked to some people, including Cody Beers, that uh, Cheyenne's a favorite. But there are a lot of good teams, and I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, we've also got some real good single-A teams coming up this year. We had our coaches and media poll last week. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can check that out. Uh, but we thought it would be appropriate to uh, check in with someone who is kind of in the trenches with single-A baseball. That's Cole Havens. Hey, Cole, welcome to 307 Baseball. Thanks for coming on. Um, you're kind of going to give us our our kind of look into what's happening in single A right now. We know Cody hasn't played a game. We know Pal has played some games. But uh, what do you anticipate is going to happen in single A this year? Uh, well, everyone knows uh, Cody's going to have a target on their back. They always do. But I don't uh, see any reason to believe that Cody will not be right up there again like they were last year. Real quick, how many do you have them returning uh, for the Cubs? So the Cubs have all but three players returning. They bring back one, two, three, four, five All-Staters from a year ago, one of which is the co-player of the year, Tristan Blatt. You're kind of our uh, phone-a-friend here for Single A Baseball. Can you kind of give us the, the spark notes or the cliff notes on Single A this year? You know, I think it's going to be a lot similar to last year. you got a lot of teams playing a ton of games. I think the one thing that's going to help everyone – is games are going to be more spread out. You're going to have more rest in between each game. A lot of more teams are going to be able to get out and practice. I think that's going to help out a lot. But I, I imagine single-A baseball this year is going to be pretty exciting like it was last year. I think there's one team this year that didn't play last year that's back playing. I believe that, I want to say Buffalo is playing Legion baseball this year, and they didn't play last year. So you got one more team in the single-A ranks. But I, I, I just... 
I have no reason to believe it's not going to be an exciting season. Hey, Matthew Peterson here. So the Cubs coming off a championship last season, and we're sports guys. We know that anytime you win a championship, there tends to be a hangover that follows that. So if that's going to happen to the Cubs this season, what part of the game is going to be impacted the most, you think? Uh, that's a, uh, outfield and pitching are probably going to be their biggest weaknesses early on. Jared Grunz, who they lost last year, uh, center field. Uh, you, you hear the quote that uh, uh, a player can cut or that water covers 70% of the earth and the player covers the rest of the earth. That was uh, Jared Grant. So he, replacing him in the outfield is going to be key. And then uh, pitching just because of depth more than anything. A couple of the guys they lost from last year uh, all pitched. So pitching in outfield is going to be key. But uh, you're going to have to score 10 runs in a game to beat the Cody Cubs. They, they can hit like none other. Uh, they'll get on base. They're going to score runs. They averaged close to 10 runs a game last year. They're going to be right up there again. So if you're going to beat the Cubs, you're going to have to outscore them. Let's go ahead and talk about the team on the other side of the uh, Bighorn Basin, and that is the Pal Pioneers. They open up their season uh, last Saturday against the 406 Flyers out of Billings, Montana. Final score, Pal 9, uh 406 Flyers, six. So real quick, talk to us about Powell. And I know they were in the mix last year. They look to be in the mix again this year. Yeah, I'd say Powell and Lovell both. Uh, both young teams. Uh, Powell is uh, very young. They only lost uh, one player from a year ago. Um, I, th I think they're about a year away from being one of the top dogs. I think they're going to be real good this year. They got a good young core, a good young strong core. They're about a year away from... Uh, from making a deep playoff run, but they're going to be contenders this year. They're going to be a team. They're going to be a fun team to watch. They got speed. Um, they got guys that can hit. They got guys that can pitch. It, it, for them, it's just about uh, getting games under their belts. And I even throw level kind of in that same mix. They only lost a couple from last year. Another really young team who uh, can do just about anything that are, uh, again, just young. Just games played is kind of their biggest weakness. In our first poll here on 307 Baseball Coaches and Media Poll in the single A, Casper and Cody are one and two. So Casper and Cody, obviously the favorites. Uh, who's a team that you don't think people aren't talking about enough and you think could surprise some people in the single A? You know, I really liked Douglas last year. Uh, Douglas and Riverton both are two teams that I kind of always had my eye on. It'll be interesting to see Buffalo this year since they didn't have a season last year. I think Buffalo could be that team that is under the radar since they didn't play last year. Who, who do they have on the roster? How are they going to look? We have nothing to go off of the year before, but uh, Douglas is a team that had a strong campaign last year. Obviously, Riverton has a ton of athletes. I, I'd kind of throw those three in. I like uh, Douglas. Yeah, I, I'd say Douglas, Riverton, and Buffalo are probably those three teams that could maybe uh, make some noise that you're not really hearing about. Talking about some other teams at single A, anytime you win a championship, there's going to be a huge target on your back. So what do you, what team do you think is really gunning for the Cubs this season? Uh, Casper. Just based on what I saw at the uh, at the state uh, tournament a year ago, I think uh, I think Casper is the team that next to Powell, just but Powell more so because of the rivalry aspect. Mm -hmm. But I think Casper and Cody are two teams that – you could very well see meet a couple of times this year, and I think Casper will be gunning for him. Powell obviously is always, and Cody are always going at each other because, I mean, not very often you get a rivalry where the two teams are only 20 miles apart. So for the rivalry aspect, Powell will be after Cody. But I think uh, Casper is a team that thought they 
could have won that championship last year when uh, Cody had the epic comeback. But I, I so I, I would say Casper is probably the one team that if you're going to pinpoint, if you're going to pinpoint one. That's Cole Havens with our single A check-in for this week. Cole's also the voice of the Cody Cubs. Cole, where can people catch Cody Cubs games this season? You can listen. Yeah, you can listen live all summer on uh, KODI AM fourteen hundred ninety six point seven FM and online at our website mybighornbasin.com. Hey, Cole, thank you so much for coming on to three hundred seven baseball. We'll definitely have you on again. Anything else? Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see what a actual season will look like. It was great to see them be able to get the season in last year, and I look forward to seeing just what uh, this season has in store. Yeah, single-A baseball is going to be fun, too. I mean, there's a lot of talent in this state, and it feels like baseball here is picking up steam. And you know what's funny is in talking to Ty Lane, Elon, uh, we heard him say it feels like it's only a matter of time until we get that team that breaks through. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Gillette's going to host the the Rocky Mountain Northwest Regionals this year. Uh, the winner of the state tournament will be there. Gillette gets an automatic bid. So we'll have two teams from the Cowboy State competing at that tournament and coach lane said there's just too many good baseball teams there's too many great baseball games that have been played in this state it's only a matter of time before wyoming breaks through the regional and qualifies for an american legion baseball world series yeah and i would love to see one of these wyoming teams go above and beyond and really show what this wyoming baseball is all about because we got so much talent here uh, we got some good broadcasting talent as well, guys who really know their stuff, and we've got one of them on the phone right now, Chris Brentel. Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? What is up, man? How you guys doing? Pretty good. Welcome to 307 Baseball. We're ha- happy to have you. Uh, first question, so Gillette was one of the top teams going into the preseason last year. This year, you guys are still bringing back a lot of talent, but you did lose a lot, of, specifically uh, Powell, who had a hot start to this time last year. Yeah, I mean, so much loss, particularly if you're talking about their starting lineup. They only returned two dudes from that starting lineup. Uh, they lost 90.7% of their offense from last year. I did the calculations. I think it's I think it's dead on. And um, they're trying to kind of pick up the pieces. But, yeah, uh, Mason Powell and you had guys like Caleb Lewis who got hot in the middle of the season. And those bats are done, and you know, what made that lineup so good, it was tough to pitch around them. You know, in the end, at State last year, it really wasn't the the batting that failed Gillette. I mean, they, they're winning at some good pitching, and sometimes you're not going to hit, you know, get eight, nine runs a game. Um, the, the pitching kind of, kind of, I don't want to say let them down, but the pitching wasn't really there in those important games at State. But now this year, this is a whole different ball club. Uh, the pitching looks promising if you're looking at the rotation. But the Rough Riders are trying to find answers in their bullpen. They're trying to find answers in their lineup. And just to give kind of a rough overview here, you have basically positions being played for from preseason camp. It's bleeding into the regular season. Chris, last week we had our first ever coaches and media poll here on 307 Baseball. And the Rough Riders came in at number two in the double A. I think there's a lot of respect for Nate Perleyberg around the state. Yeah, and there should be. I mean, there should be a lot of respect because uh, year in and year out, they continue to find a way. Um, I remember this team kind of reminds me of a team about three years ago. They lost a lot of dudes, uh, made a deep run uh, to a regional. Uh, I believe that was 2015. 
and they were just one out away from making the uh, Legion World Series, um, and they lost to an Oregon ball club. So uh, this team is kind of a mirror of that team, although I think this team's a little more inexperienced, and I think it's going to take a little bit longer for this team to mesh. Because um, like I said, two returning starters from the lineup, they have their front-end rotation guys, but now they're just trying to figure out where they're going to slot everybody else because you have a lot of sophomores, you have a lot of juniors that haven't played varsity ball. They're going to get their feet wet. Now, looking on the plus side for this team, the reason I think it's very similar to um, about three or four years ago with that young team is the sense I think this team's going to grow on us. Um, they're not exactly off to the start they want to. They got swept by the Billings Royals this past uh, Sunday. and But this team's going to grow, and they're going to figure things out. Burleyberg does get that respect. That's why he has the number two ranking. And plus, right now, who are you going to put over him? Um, I mean, some teams could leap him maybe, but that's really the question is you have a really good coach in Nate Burleyberg. You have a good program that you know is going to have some talent and some athletes. So who are you going to put over Gillette? I have him at number two as well. So, um, And again, this team has got a lot of question marks, and I think this team's going to look way different when you're talking about June and July as opposed to April and May. Hey, Chris, Matthew Peterson here, and talking about Gillette here, looking at some of their stats, and it's small sample size right now. That's kind of the double-edged sword of baseball. But one number that's really jumping out to me is the batting average and the number hits for Colson Cluck. I mean, he's 7 for 11 so far at the plate. I mean, he's not going to be able to keep up a 600-plus batting average throughout the season. But is that a number that surprises you, or are you expecting him to keep it a pretty high batting average throughout the season? Well, I, I, I'm not necessarily surprised by his start. Um, and I chatted with Nate Perlyberg right before the first games uh, last Wednesday. He had a lot of good stuff to say about Cluck. He's a high-energy guy. Um, he worked hard in the offseason. And so, yeah, I don't expect him to hit 600, but I expect him to have a really good season at the plate, and he's trying to solidify a spot. Uh, like I said, basically in the infield, the shortstop is taken up. Uh, first base is pretty heavy, but there's still competition there. But otherwise, everything else, everywhere else in the outfield, uh, everywhere else in the infield, up for grabs. And I think Cluck came out here, and he realizes, hey, if you hit, we're going to find a spot for him. And he come out, he's really excited to hit. He did well also against quality pitching, by the way, against the Billings Royals and had a pretty good series there. So am I surprised about how hot he was through four games? Yeah, but – do I think he's going to be a really good hitter for this team and probably up there as one of the leaders for this team? I do think so, and I'm not shocked by that point. But, man, he's a junior, and he came out just popping and still is. Hey, Chris, Cullen here. Uh, we've kind of got this staggered start going on with teams getting their first games in at different times. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what you think the advantages or disadvantages might be of playing games or maybe even have it, having a few extra days of practice because your games got canceled like we saw over the weekend. Or like Gillette, you, you got a nice series in, and even though you got the losses, uh, you did get a chance to go out there and pitch against some real opponents. So what are the advantages and disadvantages that these teams are seeing as they start at different times? Well, I think it's interesting. And... Um... I'm glad you asked for advantages and disadvantages because you could go, you could have, you know, 10 or so advantages to practicing, but then have 10 or so advantages to playing games. This team here, if we're talking specifically about the Rough Riders, they need experience and they need game experience. So the more games, the better for this team. 
Uh, rainouts always are going to hurt this ball club. They're too young. They're too inexperienced. They need these games to get in. And I'm sorry, practice just isn't the same. And um, as far as the pitching staff is concerned, that's where you might find a disadvantage because the way Nate and the coaching staff of the Rough Riders really develop their pitchers, they really work on them and they work on them hard at practice. And I think to develop those skills, those guys need more time, just kind of alone time with the coaches, really developing their mechanics and stuff like that. So in that regard, I think developing the young pitchers, it could hurt uh, in the sense where you don't get as many practices as you would like. But as far as the hitting is concerned, man, the more games, the better, the more games, the better. Um, and of course, you can make an argument either way. It kind of sometimes to me, I think the best answer to that question depends on the player. I mean, some guys are going to get better in the cage hitting and they're going to get better with that one on one time with the coaches. Same with the pitchers. Um, but I just think for the by and large, the more hitters are going to get better by playing more games. Uh, more pitchers are going to get better by getting that one on one time. That's just me. That's just one man's opinion. But if you're talking about this team as a whole, they need to get games in as much as they can. And uh, because they need ABs against quality pitching opponents. Because in the end, man, you know, you got race at the top of the rotation. He went three and allowed three Sunday. But I don't see that as something that's going to continue. Brody Richardson kind of had a tough outing, but I see him really developing. They got Matt Doolin going into a state tournament. And really, the, your win-loss record doesn't mean anything, uh, quite frankly. You, the way it's all set up, the way the, just go win state. I mean, that's the way it's set up. And this team, if they can develop and they go to state, they're going to go to state with Richardson. They're going to go to state with Race. Uh, they're going to go to state with Newland. Jason Fink has developed. They have a good starting rotation if you're talking about later on in the season. So the more games, the better, because now you can develop that lineup. Because really the question mark in the end, can this team score enough runs against really good teams like post six? Hey, Chris, it's Elon again. One thing that I'm wondering about is how much is this Gillette team looking to state considering they've already punched their tickets for the Northwestern Regional since Gillette is hosting it? I don't think that's a factor for this team. I don't think that's a factor for Nate Burleyberg. Uh, they want to win state. They don't want to – I don't think they care about that. They want to go to state and Laramie, and they want to win that thing. Uh, they have a bad taste in their mouth, and I understand. You know, there's only five returning players from that team, currently just four uh, that are here with the team now. They'll have a college comeback, come back here in a couple months. But um, I don't think that's a factor. I don't think they, they want – the free pass. I think they want to go win state in Laramie and Nate Perleyberg, man. He says, he told me he's that early in the season is going to be rough at times. We're going to show some signs. He says, but he thinks by the end of the year, they can be a really good team. And I don't think they're content with just going to regionals and having a shot. They want to win state in Laramie and uh, they want to beat post six. That's Chris Brentel, voice of the Gillette Rough Riders. Chris, thank you so much for coming on to 307 Baseball. Let everybody know where they can catch Gillette Rough Rider games in the 2021 season. Oh, man, you catch them on News Radio 106.7 FM and online at basinsradio.com on the KIML stream. And it's going to be fun all season long for some uh, Rough Rider baseball. Uh, and hey, it's going to be fun all season long for just Legion baseball in general. Especially, the, I love the new polls. I have to tell you guys, I love that idea uh, because, you know, you have post six and then who's going to emerge here that has that shot? It's interesting to see. I, I think there's a lot of teams in the state that could really surprise some people. 
Absolutely. Well, we'll definitely have you on again sometime soon. Have fun covering games this weekend. Uh, I know we definitely will win the baseball start flying our way at the beginning of May. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. I do appreciate it. Always great hearing from our good pal Chris. And that kind of leads us a little bit into what I what I want to get into next. And that is a new segment here. All right. So everyone just kind of hold down tight because we got a fun segment coming up. We're going to take a look at the schedule. But I have picked out four games. And I've dubbed them all with a nickname. And we're going to try and keep this going. You can kind of loosely define what each nickname means. But let's get started here. I'm going to give you guys my bat flip game. You guys ready? This is going to get a lot of bat flips. So if you're an old-time baseball fan, close your ears. Put your earmuffs on. I'm looking at this Gillette Sturgis game because you got Gillette who put, who put up more of a football score than a baseball score their last time out. I mean, the Rough Riders 19-zip. Okay, against Rapid City Central, 16-1 to as well in the first game. So this is my bat flip game. I think this is going to be an offensive explosion again. And that's kind of the beauty of baseball is that weather gets warmer and warmer. You're going to get hitters more comfortable and comfortable. They're uh, on like a South Dakota tear, it feels like. I mean, they're going from face-to-face in Mount Rushmore if they can get Sturgis as yeah, well. Yeah, I think they're going to go on Mount Rushmore, right? The question is, whose face are they going to replace? I'll just add Chris Brentel's <laughs> face. Right? Yeah, Chris yeah, yeah, right over there. Um, and then my next one is let's do the popcorn game. This is the get your popcorn ready, right? This is the main attraction, the premier fight, all of it. So it is Sheridan and Cheyenne. Cheyenne, I don't need to toot their horn anymore. And Sheridan, they're going to be gunning for the number one team. And they're a strong team of their own. They pulled in the top five at double A. So Sheridan and Cheyenne, it's going to be a great matchup. Double header uh, this upcoming weekend on the 24th. Then my ice cream, ga- uh, my ice cream game in a baseball hat because there's nothing better. I think it's a little underrated. When you go to a ballpark, you don't just get soft serve, but it gets served to you. In a baseball hat? It's got to be in the batting helmet. Absolutely. Exactly. You know it's what I'm talking about? It's the only way to eat it at the ballpark. Yeah, that absolutely. or have you ever been to places where they have all the different batting helmets for every 30, all 32 teams? Yes. And you can pick whatever one you want? Yes. Yeah, I think everyone should have collected that growing up. So this is my underrated keep an eye on that kind of game because like ice cream in a batting helmet, it's, it's underrated. Uh, Laramie and Sterling, Colorado. So Laramie is another team we're going to keep an eye on for. I know they're not in the top of the uh, leaderboards right now, but they're gunning for it. They're getting up there. And Sterling, that's the question mark. So we don't really know what they're going to bring to the table, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be our ice cream and a batting helmet game. Well, and I, I love the way that the Wyoming pride plays into these interstate matches. No doubt about well. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, anytime the Cowboy State has to defend their home turf or go across state lines, there's going to be an extra, I don't know, sense in the air. And then my hot dog game. This is your classic hot dog, you know, a staple of American baseball. And for me, it's Jackson and Rock Springs. You've got two big programs in the Cowboy State. They're always going to be competitive. They're not going to go down easy. And Rock Springs last year had a good showing in the state tournament, came up short. Jackson looking to kind of recline the ladder. So that is my hot dog. Going to be a great, you know, buffet of American food and baseball. Yeah, and I I love that. I love that you break it all down for us and use food because as soon as you start using food, I'm in. I I, I love food. But Elon Billings, uh, the Billings Expos are coming down to the Cowboy State. Uh, Are there any matchups there that you're really keeping an eye on? Speaking of Billings, I'm I'm going to be intrigued on that uh, Casper Oilers game versus Billing Expos on the 24th. Casper is a team that won the state tournament two years ago. 
Uh, last year, they, they, they lost a lot of talent, and they're, they were in a bit of a rebuilding cycle. I'm going to be interested to see what Casper brings in 2021 because I think they're one of the most intriguing teams in the state. And then when you talk about the Rock Springs-Jackson matchup, we're not very far from Rock Springs. I might drive over to that game because that game is just going to be fun. It's going to be a great I mean, old-fashioned American Ro- baseball. Rocky Rondinelli, one of the funnest managers in the state. I mean, I've had a chance to interview that guy so many times, and I always walk away with a smile on my face. He's that type of guy. And then you got Jason Huggins, who is just the miracle worker, putting really – he put this part of the state, meaning the Southwest – on the map when it comes to baseball, when Jackson went on that run at the state tournament two years ago. So you've got two great managers, two good uh, good traditions, and I think that's going to be a fun game to watch as well. And I'm going to have a smile on my face when I walk away from this weekend too. Cheyenne will also take on Billings, by the way, uh, on the 25th. So it's going to be a real busy weekend. A lot of these guys in action and uh, some real exciting stuff going on as well. This is 307 Baseball. I'm Colin Holt. That's Elon Alf, Matthew Peterson. Parting shots. Start with you, Matthew. Yeah, parting shots are we got a whole slate of double-A ball this weekend, and I'm excited because after this, we're no longer in this ankle-deep territory like we talked about. We're going to be climbing up our shins, and we're going to be getting a better sense of what these teams will be made of this year. But at the same time, baseball is not a sprint. It's a marathon. So don't read too much into the opening weekend. You know, take things with uh, a little bit of caution. Elon? Just looking at it again, AA, every team from AA will be in action with the exception of the Evanston Outlaws, and they're going to start on May 1st. So uh, it's, it's, I, I'm ready to say it. It's officially here. Baseball season is here. Baseball season's here. 307 is baseball is here as well. MyLocalRadio.com, any place you listen to podcasts as well. I'm Colin Holt. Just heard from Elon Olive. Before that, you heard from Matthew Peterson as well. We'll talk to you guys next time.